The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Like, what frame of mind was he in, dude? It was like, one thing to jump in the water, and then another thing to be like, oh, I'm going elbows out on this <laughs> motherfucker, elbow. dude. I'm going so hard. Like, dude, like did he just watch oh a gosh, movie? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent a video to Chris last night of a guy trying to elbow drop a... Not trying, he elbow he, drops an alligator who's chasing his friend in the water. To save his friend. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Man is swimming towards the shore being chased by an alligator. Friend is throwing rocks at the alligator, but the alligator doesn't back off. So the dude fucking jumps like so high in the air. Like a seven foot dive. Like elbow pile drives the alligator. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking next. It's so funny and so level, real. Level, dude. The alligator's all, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. I don't even understand. <laughs> it's so funny to watch. I wish somebody it's could so see it. It's so fucking sick. I don't dude. even know how to find the link because it was on Kook Slams, but maybe that helps you. Kook Slams Kook on Slams? Instagram. But it was their video, so I don't know if it's posted. Who knows, dude? Oh, Jerry's going to put some deodorant on. (laughs) Oh, got to get your lube on, dude. If you don't lube, you'll never be able to do the things. Oh, yeah, but we'll cut out his name. I'm lubed up. One minute and 18 seconds. I want to talk about this, but it's I want to I want to keep it confidential. French McFatty. French McFatty wrote (laughs) wrote in and I'm French. He really wants to know how French you can get. I, uh, I'm only 18% or so. I think less. Anyway, dude, what's up? Just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> been been quite a couple weeks. We talked la- we talked last week, right? Yeah, we did. We talked last we'll week. We talked about the Disney dilemma. The Disney dilemma. Great episode. Go back and check it out. It's the truth. It's a great dilemma. It's a great dilemma. It's the truth. Great uh, dilemma I'm doing to have. great. I got a little bit of a headache. You? I got a little bit of a headache also. We were sick for a week together. Thanks Had a to breathing Charles. treatment yesterday. Charles tried to give us the itis, like usual. Standard, par for the course. I think the, it all started around your birthday. That was when it was festering. It did. Is That's someone a very knocking soft on my knock door? On your door? That's so weird. Do I open it, or is it you thinking Amazon? I don't know. Let's check it out. <clears throat> We're right next to the door. Here You're getting go. the full live experience, which is pretty sick. No one's there. Nobody. Nobody. No packages. Who can love you like me? Nobody. Mm. Right. Who can give you what you need? Max Baca. Who can give you brown and So yeah, that's pretty much it, dude. This cold lasted for way too long, and it's maybe just today almost gone for real, but I don't know. It's been lingering. My head's been tired. Speaking of ghost knocks. Yeah. Ben. Drink coffee with Ben on oh, yeah. Instagram. Right. Was... 
here. He was <laughs> drinking coffee, I bet. Drinking coffee. Yeah. He was actually, we were out front and I was going downstairs and he was parked right behind me and I had no idea. And I, Jenny and I got into the car, into Jenny's car, and I swear I heard someone say, like, Chris Baca. But I looked and I didn't see anybody. And then I thought I heard something again and I was just like looking around. And he posted something on his story that's like, pretty sure I confused the hell out of real Chris Baca <laughs> saying perfect. his name and he couldn't find me. There's your shout out. Shout out. I was just like so lost. Drinking coffee with Ben. I didn't know like what was happening. Tacos and burritos for my Ben. I met so many people in the last couple of days. I met this dude named Keon. Who's super sick? I think I maybe got your name wrong because it's a really interesting name. It's a cool name. He's he's like a fan. He's like a fan of what the squad does. It was tight. Talked to him at Abbott Square. Met okay. this girl Kelly Ann. Been just meeting a lot of people who were like appreciating the vibes. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody that like comes up and was like, dude, I like what you guys do. Yeah. I, I listen to your stuff. I watch your stuff, and I I really appreciate it. And it's super funny because. A couple of people came up and they're just like, oh, I'm kind of nervous right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is so, it's rad. I want, yeah, I like to make sure that people, but I wish they would know that they don't need to be nervous around us, which I guess no. I'm formally telling you. It doesn't help necessarily because your feelings are your feelings, but I'm not judging you for saying hi to me. Somebody like asked me to sign their coffee bag at, yeah. at, Aptos, or to Aptos, at Abbott Square. It's fucking sick, dude. On Tuesday. And he's all, would it be weird? And I'm like, no, dude. Uh, the weird part is that you think of me that highly, but it's not weird. It's 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 like an honor. So thank you, and I'll totally sign it. Like if that makes you stoked, I got your back. Yeah, it's simultaneously super motivating. Yeah, and just really interesting because I never think that someone's gonna think like, "Oh, dude, you're so cool." <laughs> just yeah, my head's not really there. Yeah, um, I but appreciate that's awesome. it though. Yeah, it, I totally it makes appreciate me feel it. Great, and it's also. I mean, in all honesty, it's a testament to our team. It helps them to see that what we're doing is impactful. And I mean, if, if they notice, they're a big part of it. Just because the person is talking to myself and you has less to do with what we all are doing as a team. And so it's really motivating for the team to see that, too. And they're like, wow, this is impactful elsewhere. Yeah, it's, it's sick. So shout out. If you see us and you want to say hi, totally come say hi. Come say hi. And then forgive us if I'm just like... If we're cr- oh my computer's, computer's hot? hot my computer's yeah, so hot for you yeah oh, if you leave it on, you could close it actually you, it you just close it. it just gets really hot well that little vent it. in the back my cat loves to sit there oh, it yeah. blows the hot air out and then she oh. like sits right by it she's mm. a nice steamer come say hi and please do I I'm, you know forgive me if I'm distracted and if I feel surprised it's not because I don't love you it's because I'm so just surprised awkward. yeah I'm, <laughs> yeah me too and it's be like you make the videos though and I'm like yeah. But that's actually just me by myself. Yeah, I'm good at those because I'm just that. like, no, no, yeah. I'm in the zone there. No filter, just able to be me. Yeah, no filter. Hashtag. Hashtag no filter, no Instagram filter. But how are you, bro? You know? How uh, are you? Well, I had the same itis. I'm actually kind of fucking pissed because <laughs> yesterday was go skateboarding day. This will be a few days ago by the time this comes out. Right. It's on summer solstice, so it's right. the, it's the longest day of the year. Shred yeah. the gnar all day. Shred the gnar. Wasn't feeling so hot because of the post-itis. Yeah, dude. Also slammed earlier in the week skating, so I was just feeling like all sorts of fucked up. But I went to Bill's um, Wheels. It's our local skate shop. They had like a little barbecue and like a 
some stuff set up. Yeah. It wasn't really a demo, but it was just like a jam. I saw you there on the drive-by. Skate jam. Coming home from uh, downtown, and I was like, there's Chris just shredding There's a squad. I'm like, yeah. just hanging with the bros. Probably right when you were taking a picture of that kid almost getting run over. Probably. Right about then. Oh, yeah, that was you funny. You were for sure standing at that angle. There's this little kid, this little chubby dude. He's so cute. He was just like talking to everybody. He was so loud. He's all, he's all, bro. Dude, what, what bearings are you running? Oh, shit. You got those? Oh, shit. And then I pulled out my phone, and he's like, dude, follow me on Instagram. And I was like, what? I'm like, what's your name? And I started typing in his name. And I was like, bro, you ain't even have any posts. He's like, I'm going to post tomorrow, dude. I'm going to post an edit tomorrow. I'm going to post an edit. <laughs> and then he was having that same conversation with everybody. Like, he'd go up to someone else. He's like, dude, that hat is sick as Fuck, dude. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. He looked like this. Like the He looked like he was like 12. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old he was, but... He was young. He was young, and he definitely looked like that. If I was going to stereotype him, he looked like that shy, like, awkward kid or whatever. But he was super boisterous and friendly. That's and amazing. Just, like, rolling around and had the fucking hype-ass energy. <laughs> it was super sick. Um, you saved his life. I saved his life, dude. I gave him a friend. I didn't follow him on Instagram because he didn't have any posts. I can't follow a few of you don't it post. Like, look at There's nothing there. Nothing what am I going to do? Like, follow yeah. nothing? You got to post the edit first. All I need numbers. told him. I was trying to give him some marketing advice. But then I just fucking went to the skate park and proceeded to just slam my face off. Got there. Slammed on my wrist. That was great. My hand really hurts really bad. Like, I can't do a push-up. And then moments later, I took another tweak so i got like this upper lower back hip thing on one side hipper on the other side hand i was trying to film a new trick i just got i just feel sore all over i feel you dog but other than that i feel freaking great who wants to sponsor us with some body work that'd be <laughs> sick <laughs> seriously could somebody I'll, offer chris and i some body work i would be Aggressive. A really great brand ambassador for some body work. Oh, dude, me too. I would flex for you so hard in a picture. <laughs> Whatever that means. No, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm trying to be funny. Made me choke on my own on my own you boogie. Munching on your own <laughs> mucus. That's a Robin Williams line, dude, from Pan. I really want to be sponsored <laughs> by someone just because I I, I want to get like a box in the mail. I want it's it. like Chris Baca sponsored by Invisalign. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it not be a teeth straightening company. <laughs> I could use a little bit of Invisalign, I'm sure, but I also don't care enough about my image. I want to get to the level of where I can get like skate shoes from someone. Mm. Not from skating, but just right. from like being a dude or something like that. I'd love to be like, a cultural be ambassador sick. enough to get a surfboard like once every two every year, maybe. That'd right. Cool. One surfboard a year. Yeah. You're not like trying to be pro or anything. It's more about just of relationship and being like a cool person for yeah, that person. Yeah, like relating to care and like getting like a massage a month. Jeez. And then it's like, yeah, personal care. This is me going in there like the Sage Float Spa. I'm just like getting real with my meditative vibes, dude. Float me out. So if someone can hook that up, stuff. just like tag us. <laughs> Who and doesn't feel like they want that? But tag us and what? use the hashtag relate to care. Relate to care. We'll find do you. Do you care to relate? Do you know what I'm saying? We will find you on Instagram and it, it like won't be... It won't even be a thing. Other than that, it's whatever. It's design boards, new cafes, new roastery, nothing that we have not talked about before. I got a, yeah. I got a great question, though. I want to hear it. Let's, ask, let's answer a question it's, from the audience out there. It's a great question. Someone wrote me. Could be anyone. 
and said, 100% no pressure to answer because it's about money. So this person's been working for a coffee company for a decent amount of time. Okay. We talking when you say decent? Are we talking two years? Are we talking like in the in the five to ten range? We're talking five years ish. Five plus? Yeah, we're talking in that five five range. Great. We're talking Good four to, to six, I guess. Cool. Um, You're dancing in the five plus. Yeah. Cool. Right, right in the right in the zone. Some time. And they've been working there for a long time. They have a a myriad of responsibilities. Right. So it's not just like cafe manager. It's not or, clarity. It's, it's it's not clarity. It's catch all. There's like a little bit. Of, yeah, there's like a little bit of everything. And they're like, do you have a ballpark that you think, a posi- like, how much money per year should a person in my position be making? Okay. And the reason I don't give away all the specific things that that person is doing is because it would be guilt. Well, it might be like easy to figure out who that person is. That's what is. I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Guilt. Yeah, guilt. Guilty okay, gotcha. for Guilty. writing in. Yeah. I've pinning, pinged you. I've pinned you. And I think if you can ignore the abstract and then just like apply it to yourself to where you're just like a lot of people talk about, cool, I have this level of expertise. Right. I've been here for a long time. I think I should be making more money. <clears throat> or at least I feel like I'm undervalued. This person, for the record, did not say that they felt undervalued. Right. It was more just like a probing question. Right. But people ask Like how it, we would approach this. Yeah, but people ask it a lot. So I wrote back some things, and then we can kind of spin off of that. Okay. Do you mind if I grab a water? Grab a water. Well, you're telling us I'll just monologue for yeah. a second. Well, yeah. it's not even a monologue. You're telling the story. Yeah. So where I started with that was, okay, I think it all really depends on the revenue of the company. Like, how much money does the company generate? And then one step deeper than that, can you estimate the value dollar per year of what you might be contributing to that brand? So some questions like, what do you think would happen if you never showed up for work again? Love it. And, like, how... How does that fit in to the, the whole the whole spectrum? It's because I think what happens it's really hard to evaluate what evaluate what people are worth in coffee because a ton of coffee businesses aren't maybe run how they should be. Yeah, definitely. And or are not in the position to pay people what they may be worth for their skill. Depending on like how long that company's been around, I mean, we're one of those companies right now. We're one of those companies, which yeah. is what I said, and I said, just in total, just to be totally candid, I said, our highest paid people don't really make a ton now. Definitely not a living wage for California, but they have a plan that scales with our growth to get them there as soon as possible. So they're not just sitting around wondering like, when will how, I why? ever make it? Right. They've they've got answers to when, how, why. Right. Exactly. So what I suggested for this person is to, like, even if, step one, if you don't know, like, how much money your company's bringing in, you should just ask. Yeah, and And, hopefully they can answer that. And hopefully they can answer that in the context of, like, hey, I want to build my career. And then the second thing is putting in a plan, like, wherever you are now, honestly, doesn't really matter. It's just communicating, hey, this is where I want to be. In three years, this is the vision that I see for myself. Right. Is this doable? Because mm-hmm. if it's not, like, I will have to go somewhere else. Right. So one of the things 
we talk about that I've talked about as well in the past with other cool coffee professionals is like <clears throat> you take you hopefully ask like what's our what's our top line and bottom line income right to see where we're at yep um where what are like the major contributors to that number right so if it's like all cafe or is it wholesale or is it whatever right what are those things i think there's a way for you to literally make it hard for your boss to turn down a raise and here's what i mean you then take whatever those numbers are and you say, okay, well, I would love to make this amount of money. Here is my plan. In six months, I will bring in more than the amount of money you would pay me by doing whatever X action plan is. Yep. And here's my action plan. And so in six months, when I come back to you with a finished action plan of this, should you agree on this plan, I expect to be given a raise. And then it's like a win-win for everybody. Not in a mean way, right? It's like... I'm going to make you $10,000, and I would like $3,000 of that to be added to my salary. Well, you're proving that you're adding value. Right, exactly. And you, you get to show proof of concept yeah, like, why before would you, you give no? the money. There's literally no way you would say no, unless the person has a really shitty track record. Meaning that you wouldn't trust they would get it done, or they're a bad values fit? Either or. Right. So, which are both systemic of a bigger problem. Of course. Right. And I would say it ultimately at the end of the day, if you feel those things, that person should be removed from the organization. Yeah, for sure. But there are, depending on where people are at skill level, you might assess them and be like, I like where your plan is going. You're actually not equipped at all to pull this off. So maybe mm -hmm. someone who is not necessarily a bad values fit. Yeah. But is just doesn't doesn't really have the skill set. Okay. To where if one of our newest I'll just make it real, like one of our newest hires, right? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what would happen if they wanted to embark on a project that was going to make us a bunch of money but they didn't have the raw skills or knowledge yet to even just go down that road. You know you, what I mean? So, well, I think I only partially am following in that, like, there. I would actually visu visualize the whole thing as, like, maybe you haven't integrated enough into our company and culture to make decisions that we would trust yet. You haven't proven yourself trustworthy and integrated, and not in a way where I don't trust you as a human being, but you haven't shown, like, if given this. Uh, trial or tribulation, I respond in this way, and that's the way our company would do it. Thumbs up. Right. That's that's where I would consider it more of an issue. Skills-wise, I'm actually personally more opt opting. Lean, I would always lean towards letting them try and stretch themselves in the context of amount of time, potentially a budget, and like some specifics. And be like, cool. If you give want it, it and you... Yeah, like I'm, I'm down to give you a chance to grow and fail just because I think there's so much positive growth that'll come out with that. And it's like, great. In my mind, what I would do is it's like, you wanted to earn another five grand a year. You didn't actually earn that, but you did earn another like grand a year. So I will give you that. And then some, there's still something positive that comes out of it. But that's just how my brain works. And I wouldn't maybe even tell them that up front. I'd mm -hmm. let them fail and be like, you know what? Nice try. You did not pull it off, but you know what? I like really proud of you. And I think you did deserve something out of doing this extra work that you put in time into if that makes sense. And yeah. That's how I would approach that. I get but where I you're wouldn't going. tell them that. Right. I would let them like, if you stand up for this, this is what you're doing. If someone 
It's an interesting question, though. Well, because I guess I'm thinking of, because we've been talking a lot about, like, what are criteria, developing some new criteria for who gets to be in leadership and who gets right. to be in elevated positions. So what if someone who, let's say, they got hired two months ago yeah. or one month ago, they have a really cool idea. I don't know what that idea is. They mm-hmm. want to pursue it. They crank it. It ends up working out. Do they get to leapfrog over people? Right. And into something else, even though they haven't proven themselves. And again, I, I'm not saying they have to prove their trust as like a human being, because right. I feel like I have a bunch of intrinsic trust for people that we hire. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't hire people if you don't trust them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You start with trust. You start you with trust. It. And you lose it. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know. I, I think know. that's a, like an awesome, interesting question of something that I think we both think about all the time that we haven't talked about in depth as a company. Uh, although we both value it as the idea of an individual contributor. And I'm still a big believer long-term in us doing less around hourly raises and more around, like, for lack of a better term, commissioned projects. That's where you the, can like make yeah. some big... Like, like, and I'm throwing out arbitrary, over-exaggerated numbers. But I love the idea of somebody who gets paid hourly 10, 12, 15, and when Ameri- you know, California is 15 bucks an hour... St- pulling in another $15 an hour, but it's because of the work and the impact they've had on our company, not necessarily a title or position. That makes sense. Right? Where it's like something big happened and you earned it and we're proud of you. It's just basically capitalizing on someone's special skill or talent that they might have that the team needs, the organization needs, and it's a win-win for both parties. And maybe it doesn't make them quote unquote, a manager or a coordinator or wherever. It's just an opportunity to contribute, to contribute, get feel more good about yourself, some make shit. some cash. Yeah, I feel that. It's uh, it's one of the things they talk about in the HBR Harvard Business Review. There's uh, a portion on HR which we've been exploring a lot in HR, and it is one of the small portions of that is just how businesses have kind of evolved into doing less specific hourly raises and more in terms of like contribution. Uh, and, and for lack of a better term, like commissioned contributions of some sort. And it's, it's kind of a new idea. And they were specifically talking in tech. So obviously tech is like the hot business right now. But I think there is some truth to, uh, to doing that. So I, I think about that a lot. I don't know what it is yet, but I think we probably will move. There will be opportunities for that. I mean, we do the most simple thing, a drink competition. There are people who got their drinks put into our cafe are going to make 10% of the profits from that. And it's going to be bonus on of their checks. So, I mean, I mean, that's a simple thing. We've done different versions of it too, yeah. to where some of the people who are in positions outside of the cafe are there because they petitioned ideas. Oh, 100%. they still had to interview for those jobs and get those jobs. Yes. Once they were positions officially in our company, for sure. Right. Yeah. But they were like, some of those things were spawned off of, I mean, the direction that, Tanner and Kristen are soon to go, or and Shirley, Sarah Shirls, and someone like Caroline who's right. working with me now. It's they're not they're there because they took some action, yeah, they on their own accord, things. and it was combined with a really good plan, yeah. Which is also one of the key things that you touched on. It's not just hey, I want to make more money, right? It's like I want to make more money. Here's how we're going to get here. Here's some things that I see that we can just do, yeah, differently, new, totally. interesting things, and I think that's. I think that's clutch for people who want to better their career is to understand mm-hmm. that just like just because you've been somewhere for a certain amount of time, it doesn't entitle you to shit. 
Right. If you're not doing anything, and ho- a lot of these things don't directly apply to us, because I would hope that if you've been somewhere for five years and you haven't produced anything, that there would be a system in place that would just like weed you out. Right. And be like, this person is adding no value. And yeah. I'm not saying this in the context of the person that wrote me because they do pretty rad stuff. Um, yeah, just generalized statement. Just, you know, you're not, you, you don't get something just because you've been somewhere for so long. No. My mom was a nurse at the county for years. She was the head of public health where she was at. And it's basically impossible to get fired from the county. Right. So you end up with these people who have really, really long-standing employment, but really shitty track records. Right. But they're basically locked in for life. And it doesn't matter how much you perform or how well you integrate. Yeah. It's just like, I'm here. It doesn't matter what I do. I've been Some here. Some tenured teachers. I'm, yeah, I've been here forever. I get my raises when they come up. And like it's fine. I'm going to get more money just because I've been here Man. at that length of time. Yeah, it's which, a bit of a broken system, I think. It's kind of a, it's a gnarly system. I mean, it's, we keep coming back to the idea of, <laughs> and everybody loves or hates this, but sports or Olympians or being a professional at anything. You actually have to put the work in and the time in and to becoming the best. You don't just like, well, I play basketball every day (laughs) and I'm all cool. So you go to the pickup games every day. That's awesome. Do you ever practice? No. Are you the best? No, but I want to be. So why don't you practice? Well, I mean, I play the game. Cool. You're never going to be the best. You don't practice. <laughs> and that's just, that's like a very small example of what you're talking about. You got to like try yeah. to get better. You have to like apply yourself. You have to engage. Yeah. It comes back to engagement and it comes back to ownership to where it's on you to progress your career. Yeah. I can't make you. Not your employers. And like your employer should be able to provide opportunity, which is what we hope to provide. But we can't make someone awesome at something if they don't want to work at it at all themselves. Yeah, essentially, I don't want to hold you back, but I am not going to do it for you. No. So, like, if I'm in the way of you growing, I will most definitely find a way to get out of your way or you're going to be, like, outgrowing me and our company. But I sure as hell am not going to present to you an idea of who I believe you could be and then have you be frustrated at me for not getting there because I'm waiting for you to take initiative and grow into the place I I believe you could be. Or just like or pull, even another place. Or like pull you along for any length of time. Yeah, no, I can encourage you, but I can't do it for you. I mean the the yeah, athlete analogy works really well here. Anybody who's an amazing athlete is not just like, okay, cool, I'm gonna practice my basketball from like twelve to two and I think that's enough. Yeah. It's like no, you kind of live that shit. Yeah. Like, you're about that life. Right. And that's, like, what it is. It really because you're is. stoked on it. And you have the drive to get better because being where you're at isn't good enough. And right. And you know that, like, every day you need to be better than you were yesterday. Yes. With that thing. And that excellence goes into everything. Because you're hyped on it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's frustrating to try to pull people along who don't have that intrinsic drive and motivation and some people might need a little bit of help finding it and some people might need a little bit of help to understand that they're like that they can take the freedom to find it right but at some point if it's all like a one-way situation you're like bro i just can't do it for you right it's it also ties back to like charles's talk when he's talking about 
being intentional about the career that you have. And it's like, if you want to have a career in any industry, you need to do your homework, get your skills up, and then find the right fits for you. Right. To where it's like, if you were trying to be a baller in tech or whatever, and you lived in North Dakota, you're not just going to work at whatever company happens to be in North Dakota. Right. You're going to go find like, okay, like where can I really shine? Like who believes what I believe? Where can I progress my career? And then you might have to just pick up and move. So why do that with coffee? Like if you want to be a coffee professional or whatever professional. Right. And you live in North Dakota, like maybe you can get started there. But like you, you, if you have big dreams, it's likely that you will outgrow several companies that you work for. Yeah. And that needs to be okay. You just got to be able to enter and exit gracefully and positively. Uh, yeah. Like leave the places that you worked at better than when you got there. And you'll be stoked. But that's just our Cat and Cloud mission. So <laughs> It's just, you know, leave everyone better than you found them. Leave everyone happier than they were before. Do your best. Leave everyone hyped as fuck. It's kind of, it's kind of fucked up because, because of the way a ton of the third wave, like, special... Oh, the door opens. And the specialty coffee industry goes. There's some really big, like, established, like, these behemoths in the game. You right. know, they're owned by big players and they function more like normal companies. But then there's a lot of smaller, little tiny companies that are just kind of figuring everything out. Right. They want to have that standard of professionalism and they want people to feel like they're doing big company stuff. But there's not the money. This is so awkward, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris's sweet babe walked in and started taking pictures of us because we're so cute. I'm so hot right now. I'm just like staring at the camera. I don't even know what I said for the past 30 seconds. You so. blacked out? Yeah, I was just Behemoths looking. Behemoths in the industry. At, uh, yeah. Regular companies. Regular companies. Small companies that just don't have all that stuff figured out. Right. And they're trying to. They're trying to. Yeah. Or maybe not. Yeah, and I mean, then that might be where you have decided to outgrow somebody is when your company's not figuring that stuff out and they're happy where they are and you're not, it might be that you've outgrown the company at that point if you can't find your answers. And that can't, that's not always a bad thing. It's just like a hard thing and growth is always hard. I also wanted to make a note of what I just said where I, my wife came in and I was like, that's so awkward, babe. To where <laughs> I fucking hate that word. It is the worst. Babe. 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 What's up, babe? What's up, babe? And how that came to be was... Probably the same way it came to be with me and Brittany when we make jokes. My brother is kind of like a... My brother's awesome. He's like a good old boy, and he's like, you know, covered head to toe in tattoos and like big trucks and valley life. He goes to like Pismo to jump the dunes, and it's sick, dude. He's, he's the best. And he says that to his wife. He's like, babe, come on. Babe, come on. So Jenny and I started doing it, like making... To make fun of him. Make fun of him. And we're like... Hey, babe. Oh, what's up, babe? Hey, oh, babe. What's up, babe? <laughs> and then it just turned into this fucking thing that just comes out all the time. I know, dude. And every time amazing. I say it, I'm like, oh, God. I know. It's so funny. You're all, I have it. to claim my babe. Claim my babe. Uh, that's Brittany and I totally do that. So, but now babe. we just own it. We're like, whatever. She calls me babe. She's like, hey, babe. Hey, babe. Because <laughs> we used to think it was the funniest thing ever. It's funny as hell, dude. What's up, babe? It's You're my total so, babe, babe. It's so weird. Hey, babe. Hey, Sometimes babe. I call dudes babe. Sometimes oh. I call girls babe. Sometimes I call my kids babe. Hey, babe. From the uh, mouth of babes. And you know what's actually funny is Rory started calling um, our dog Ruby. She's all, oh, come here, honey. And she's like three years old. I'm like, where the hell did you learn honey? 
Yeah, who says who honey? Says, I think it's uh, Minnie Mouse does in, in Minnie's Boutique. Oh, that's pretty funny. Goes, oh, honey. Hey, <laughs> honey. So now, now Rory says honey. You're like, what the funny. fuck, dude? I know. Rory? Yeah. Freaking kids. <laughs> kids. Aren't they stupid? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> idiots. Still have so much to learn. I actually am piggybacked on, I've, I'm so hooked on basketball. There's a... There's a Michael Jordan. Well, it's probably because the finals just happened, and everybody tried to say how Le- how good LeBron is, and all this, that, and the other, and like, sure, he's good, whatever. But he's six eight and like a million pounds, and he can pass really well. And I think that's actually the thing I respect most about him, because he can't shoot free throws and make layups. And I uh, started watching Michael Jordan videos, and then I watched Above and Beyond last night, which is like a fifty minute mini documentary. I haven't seen that one. <clears throat> it's really good in that like. Jordan talks pretty openly and real about like his journey through being the best really, but then like walking away from the game and retiring and doing baseball. And a big reason that he did that was actually a grieving process for his dad. Cause remember his dad got murdered. Oh, wow. And I never knew that. So everybody, I always had my assumptions of like Jordan leaving. So Jordan was like, interesting. Jordan was at the top of his game. He had won three championships in a row. He was actually like, growing tired of all the expectations in the media, like looking to find the wrong, like he was at the top. So the media started being like, how can we make Jordan not the best in some way, shape or form outside of basketball? And he was also like, he was like, I was just growing tired of it. Like when you make the game winning shot and you average like 37 points a game and your team wins every championship, like that's what they expect of you. You can't be any better. And so he's all, I remember sitting down with Phil Jackson going into the season that would have been four in a row before that. And he's like, what challenge do you have for me next year, Phil? I'm like, I feel like I'm not challenged anymore. And I'm like the best in this league right now. And there's no challenge for me. And Phil Jackson didn't have an answer for him. And then his dad came and spent a week. And actually, that was like during the playoffs. Then they won that series. That was the third third championship in a row or whatever. That was the three-peat. That was the three-peat. And his dad apparently, like they had some really deep talks. And he didn't tell anybody until later. But during that time, his dad was like, if you win this one, like maybe you should pursue baseball because you've always had that as a passion too. And if you need a challenge, like it's going to be a challenge for you to become a professional baseball player. And their dad, his dad and him had bonded a ton growing up about baseball. Then his dad gets murdered and it was like this combination of things happened. And so he was like, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to quit basketball. And he actually never thought he was going to come back and become a baseball player, partially in Tribute to his dad, partially in, to help himself grieve. And he like went through that. He talked about it in the process, and he got all choked up. It was really cool. And then during that process, he finally made it to the, to the, you know, the White Sox. He like made it. And during that process, he was watching his team. Just, Wait, did he make it into the... He had a White Sox jersey. Maybe he made the AAA. I know he was definitely in the AAA. Maybe he, he only made it, it to AAA. Maybe okay. he was almost there. But he started... At first, he sucked really bad, and it was like... He just did. He had to learn a lot. Yeah, I remember but that. But he loved the camaraderie of like just real people and being around them and being like a normal dude again. And then he watched his team get beat in the finals by Patrick Ewing and that squad. Or was it Patrick Ewing? Maybe it was Charles Barkley. It doesn't really matter. Somebody beat him. One of those beat big him bad. And he was like, he's all felt like Big Brother was away and they were just picking on my my younger brothers. <laughs> and he's like, he started feeling like a little pumped on it. And so he just asked Phil Jackson if he could just start practicing with the team and just, like, being around his buddies, which I think is crazy because, like, he wasn't on the team and he still got allowed to come practice. And then he just, like, kept practicing, kept practicing and practicing. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, he's going to come back. But 
what tripped him out the most is right when he was thinking, like, maybe I'll come back, they're retiring him. So he got, like, fully retired, and he's like, I felt like I was just, like, watching my casket get closed and being told that I couldn't come back to this thing that I think maybe I was still in love with. And so that's why he changed his number to 45. Yeah, I remember that. Full redo, but it was because they retired his well, number because 23. because the jersey's out, and you can't just bring it back no. out. Yeah, it's so done. he was like, okay, yeah. new challenge, new me, new everything. And so he said he felt like a fully new person, and he got to reapproach the game completely different. And it was just this really... Where was I? Oh, just I just am excited about Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I think I was excited about like growing and knowing yourself and being challenged and like stepping into challenges and taking initiative to like in health and in all the things. Like he he was really in tune with what he wanted. He wasn't doing it for publicity. He was doing it because he was like, I'm at the top of my game. I can't grow anymore here. I need to go somewhere I can grow. And then he like refound this whole thing. He's like, actually, it wasn't about growth. It was about grieving and processing and life and this whole thing. It was really. Really inspiring and really rad. And then and then I was like, yeah, right. LeBron, dude, Jordan Jordan made so many crazy layups and finishes that, like... Has LeBron... Smaller. He doesn't have, like, the game winner... He has some step, game winners, like, but he's not expected to win the game every time. Like, Jordan was like, if he has the ball at the end of the game, almost always you're going to lose. And everybody knew that. Like, the way they talk about LeBron... Or Jordan, people in the in the league, it was like... The difference between LeBron and him is like, they would be like, yeah, LeBron's going to get his points. And then they were like, no, you're not stopping Jordan. Like, there's no way to stop Jordan. And it was just known. Like, you will not stop him. <laughs> it was just so sick to hear these people talk about that. I really love, like, when he came back and he was in the 4-5 and they were dropping, like, the 12s. And he, he really reinvented the way that he played the game, too, because he was older and he wasn't as fast and he wasn't as quick, but he developed that turnaround fadeaway jumper that was just fucking icy. Yeah. And he made it all the time and you couldn't guard it. No. And I'm just like, it's cool to see at some point your body's going to wear out. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to just barge. Mm -mm. So you got to do whatever you got to do. You know, I totally tangented, but I think it was in the context of sports analogies. Well, you could you could tie it to a couple of different things. One, he outgrew his organization. He was feeling yeah. not challenged. He wanted more right. than what the Bulls could give at That's that time. Because you're just yes. like, dude, I just won three championships. Like, what's going to be different this year? I yeah. win another one. It okay, doesn't feel fine. good anymore. Whatever. Yeah. Because well, he's got six rings. Yeah. Now he's got six. Now he's got six. Yeah. Nice number. Good for him. More than one hand. That's he a good didn't goal. Get his number of completion seven, but that's okay. But <laughs> it. So that's like one thing, and then that, I don't know what the other. I don't know what other fucking. I feel things. like there's a lot you can tie from that. It's just people don't like sports, and I'm like, fine, don't like sports, dude. I love sports. People don't like sports. Well, the I coffee. think everybody loves sports. <laughs> yeah, totally. I the think coffee, even people in coffee love sports. They do. They 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 do. They do. There's there's louder people in sport in the coffee industry who who naysay on people who like sports, but people in the coffee industry do love sports. sports just some dude. of the louder ones don't like sports. Yeah, I mean, because they're broy. It's like whatever. Sports aren't even broy. It's just I know, like uh, but that's what I went. It happens. I mean, sports are just an institution. I get what people don't like sports, but I don't understand that people like hate sports. It's like okay, if you don't like the sport, that's fine. But I'm not over here talking about. You should be fucking ashamed that you don't watch ice skating. You son oh, of a I was gonna use ice skating too. <laughs> it's just I was like, like ice skating still a sport I represent. Like, like no one's like getting mad about. Anyway, what would Brian Boitano do? You know, what would Nancy Kerrigan do? Oh, poor girl, she couldn't. She, she wanted to do a lot. She was trying real hard. <laughs> Her and Tanya reliving the dream. Tonya, that was like a big deal. <sighs> uh, first of all, dude. 
First of all, at this point, we're like 38 First of in. all, first 30 of minutes, all. 38 minutes in. First of all. First of all, if you like LeBron more than Jordan, that's cool, man. You're just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. This is my vibe over on like a lot of stuff. Style over everything. Jordan had made it fun. Sports, that shit's entertainment. I want to be entertained. Jordan, so pretty. So beautiful. Like, just of, like amazing to I'll watch. I'll show you a thousand just, videos right now. Just ridiculous to see. And yeah. there's, there's other players in that, too. And, like, LeBron, yeah, he's an amazing basketball player. He's one of the best basketball players. Really not that cool to watch for me. It's just not. He's clunky. It's not as impressive it's just like, yeah, he's like heavy. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, like it's like it's like watching the juggernaut fight versus watching like somebody it, else. Super it's almost cool. like the same reason I was never like as big of a Shaq fan as I could have been. Oh, yeah. I'm like, the dude's fucking huge, bro. Like, yeah, of course. Right. You know, totally. Kobe or Shaq. Kobe all day. Yeah. Like, it's just look at how he's doing. Who's his working thing. harder to score? Yeah, I just or don't. I guess I different. Just don't, I, different. I just don't care about that shit. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Don't, don't at me either. Don't at me on Instagram t- talking all this shit. Don't, don't at me. Don't at me, bro. I'm don't gonna, at me. We have new sayings. Come at me, but don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me in person. Don't at me on the net. Come at me in person. Dude, there's your there's that's, that's, that'll be the finisher. Come at me in person. Come at me. Don't at don't me. Don't come at me. Don't, don't at me. Don't at, at me. So sports, sports, sports lessons <sighs> from from life. Sports lessons from a couple of obvious professional athletes. (laughs) Hey, if anybody knows sports, it's us. (laughs) I mean, come on, let's get real. I'm basically an analyst. Coffee is our second second career. (laughs) You know what I mean? Coffee's our second career after professional sports. This is y'all didn't know that. This is us playing baseball, leaving sports, and this is our baseball. Yeah, like how Jordan left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, We're going to go back to sports eventually. That does not mean in any way, shape, or form you can expect us to compete in barista competitions. Ew. So don't think that that's what we meant. No. Yeah. Well, those, those things are going down right now. Finals are happening. Yeah. Yes. Don't even know who's in them. I know that the United States is not in them. But that's okay, because there's a lot of good competitors out there in the world. There are a lot of good competitors out there We made semifinals, not finals. Semis? Yeah. Semis. We're semi awesome. We're semi cool. Like man. as if that matters. <laughs> we're semi. We're semi Sonic. Anyway, I need. To go, I'm gonna go eat some food. Yeah, I, I have like a lunch. I have a lunch date with uh, Alex Mars today. Great, being newly engaged. Shout out to being engaged, oh Alex Mars. Oh my god! You are going to tie the knot around the finger. The knot around the finger. AKA, put the ring on it. If you like it, then put a ring on it. And then, yeah, dude, if you want to know the general philosophy of my life, I already put it on the internet. <laughs> you can listen to the song Boss by the Carters and uh, listen to Jay Z around the two minute or one and a half minute mark. He does a nice rap about that stuff. I don't even have a philosophical song right now. Well,. It's just a line in a song, but the song's called "Boss." You could listen to it. You want to? You want to join me in learning, loving Sing that song? Sing it for me, dude. Boss. That's part <laughs> of it. It's pretty good. Well, see you guys later on. Bye. <laughs>
The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal and they just care. They care about you. They care about me and I care about them. And that's why Cat and Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. 